Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Neerly and you're listening to the Sports Preview Show here on the channel. Now, it is episode 212 of the show so far and today we're going to be bringing you all of the sporting action that's coming up over the next couple of days that you may or may not be lucky enough to have managed to get a ticket for. In terms of today's sponsor, it is sponsored by the local enterprise office in Leitrim and of course we want to remind you about their online trading voucher scheme which runs to the end of September and it covers 90% of the cost of a business upgrading or creating an online trading presence. If you want more information, you can find it on localenterprise.ie forward slash Leitrim or also give us a shout here at Leitrim Daily. If you want to support our work here on the channel, you can, of course, help us to help you build that platform. We would love to hear from you. Get in touch with us, info at leitrimdaily.com for further information on that also. Now we have a fairly quiet show for you today because we have focused on maybe a bit behind the scenes of Gaelic Games in the county for our main interview and we'll be talking to Brendan Doyle who's the IT officer of Leitrim GA about the whole new streaming service that has come on stream over, pardon the pun, over the last couple of weeks and he'll be talking to us about the mechanism that's involved behind that, how many people are involved behind the scenes to bring you the high quality and high definition pictures and sound that you've been enjoying of uh, one of our games each weekend over the last couple of weeks. You'll hear more from Brendan about all of that later in the show. We'll also be talking to Dervla Byrne of Mull who takes on another challenge at the Women's National League in Soccer. It kicks off this weekend. We'll be talking to Dervila ahead of her opening game for Piedmont United against Treaty United tomorrow evening in Greenog in Dublin. First, let's take a look at the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship Group 1 fixtures and some big games down for decision this weekend as St Mary's host Balnamore Shona Heslands. That game throwing in at 5pm on Saturday evening, while all other games at 7 o'clock. Phoenix and Collins host Ahawillan at 7pm. In Group 2, Melvin Gales and Glencar Manor do battle that game live on leitrimgaa.ie and via the YouTube channel. You'll hear more about that game later in the programme from Brendan Doyle, while Leitrim Gales and Drum Riley will throw in at 7pm in Leitrim Village. In the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship, Group 1, Bornacula, after their game wasn't played last weekend due to weather, they host Drum Kieran at 7pm in Bornacula, while Balnaglera will play host to Ochnashilan at 7pm in Balnaglera. In Group 2 of that particular competition, Drumahair and Anaduff do battle at 7pm in St. Osnitz, while Gortletra and Carrie Gallen face off also at 7pm that game in Gortletra. And what that means effectively, if we look at the Senior Football Championship games, St. Mary's Kiltahart and Sean Heston. St. Mary's have given themselves a real shot in the arm with that result in Ahawillan last week, and they will host Sean Heston's full of confidence, although Sean Heston's will be a big, big uh, challenge for the St. Mary's men this weekend. But St. Mary's will secure themselves a quarter-final spot in what is their last group game of the competition if they manage to overcome Sean Heslands on Saturday night in Carrick and Shannon. Sean Heslands for themselves will be hoping to maintain their 100% record in that particular competition so far. The game of the weekend though in terms of deciding who will be in the quarterfinals and who will have to deal with the relegation playoff is probably the game in FINA in that group. FINA St. Collins and Ahawillan they meet at 7pm in FINA and the permutations really are too countless to go through on today's show but effectively uh, result for FINA 
would really see Ahuilan under pressure in their last game against Mull later in the competition. And Ahuilan need to win that game to have really a realistic hope of staying up in the division, of at least getting to the quarterfinals of this division uh, as the competition progresses. St Mary's, of course, will be hoping for a FINA result because it would mean that they would have that head-to-head against Ahawillan to go with a, a win for Ahawillan might could see a situation where those three sides all finish up on two points, depending, of course, on how results go in other games. And that would put St. Mary's under pressure, particularly in terms of the scoring difference. Uh, at the moment, they have the most inferior score difference of those three teams, and they'll be hoping that FINA can do them a favour, and their former manager, Joe Flynn, can do them a favour uh, against Ahawillan on Saturday evening. So watch this space, but a highly exciting game in in FINA between themselves and Ahawillan to come tomorrow evening at 7pm. In Group 2, the game, as we mentioned, that's going to be live on leitrimgaa.ie and the YouTube channel is Melvin Gales and Manor Hamilton, a huge clash that always brings that local rivalry to the fore in both clubs. Of course, the two teams currently sit on four points in the league table or in the group table at the moment both sides already into the quarterfinals after Alan Gales failed to win last weekend Alan Gales of course not playing this weekend they are out idle but those two northern sides always looking for the bragging rights over one another but more importantly uh, that placing to make sure that they get as good a draw as possible in the quarterfinal stage Leitrim Gales can secure 100% their quarterfinal spot uh, by avoiding defeat to Drum Riley tomorrow evening as well. So after slipping up in Drum Shambo last weekend, they'll be quite eager to put that to right this weekend. Drum Riley looking for their first points of the campaign, but Alan Gales, as we mentioned, not playing this weekend, will be hopeful of a result for Leitrim Gales there to give them the upper hand with that final game between Alan Gales and Drum Riley. Should Drum Riley pick up both points? At the weekend in their clash with Leitrim Gales, it will still be a winner-take-all encounter between themselves and Drum Riley on the last day of the season. So it's really coming down to the, the crunch time now as to who's going to qualify in each of these championships. Running down through the Smith Monumental Championship League table at intermediate level, uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend as well. Of course, the Ockenshiel and Borna fixture that wasn't played last weekend does mean that there will be an element of uncertainty for another little while yet. That game has been refixed for Wednesday, which means Ockenshiel will face three games in a single week. I know they had problems last year at senior level fielding a midweek fixture and with numbers tight in Achnashilin, it will be interesting to see if they manage to fulfil that fixture next Wednesday after all. I would imagine they will because they need that result to avoid that unfortunate situation they find themselves in at the bottom of that group at the moment Ocmashilin do travel this weekend to face Balneglera who will be smarting at their reversal at the hands of Eslin last week not really expected uh, by most pundits but I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how they react to that particular defeat last weekend Ocmashilin will be looking to get their first points on the board but they're in a situation now where they're effectively only two points off second place in the group so one win could see them really push up the table Drumkiran and Bornacula at the moment both the top teams in the group on score difference in the case of Bornacula for second spot but Drumkiran really setting the early lead there two wins from two and it's very hard to see anything else but a Drumkiran victory in that particular clash interesting to see how the Balmaglera game goes they would have been fancied at the outset of the championship Ockmashilin uh, wouldn't have been fancied so you would have to expect that Balmaglera would hold the edge in that but 
does remain to be seen. They would have been expected to beat Iceland last weekend as well, and things didn't quite materialise as they would have expected. In Group 2 of the competition, Anna Duff and Gortletra running away with the top of the table on this one. Four points from their opening two games, while Drumahair just in touch. They have four points from three games. They play their last game this weekend when they host Anna Duff in what will be a, a big clash in terms of maybe setting out an early stall for who are likely to be featuring in a county final later in the season. Both those teams looking to get their season finished off and finishing that top position in the group to give themselves a better draw, in theory at least, uh, against the other side of the group. Carrie Gallen, they've <clears throat> Carrie Gallen still pointless at the moment after two games. They travel to Gortletra, uh, who will be looking to do the same. Carrie Gallen and Kiltubbard will face each other on the last day of the season in what will be a winner-take-all clash with a place in the quarterfinals up for grabs, but more importantly, avoiding that drop into junior football. Something that would be unwanted by either side, given they've been in senior finals in the last 15 years. Um, very important for them to keep that intermediate status and to allow themselves to rebuild in what is a rebuilding phase for both sides at the moment. Lots and lots of action to be seen in the Intermediate Championship ahead and a big weekend in terms of how that is all going to shape up. There is, of course, some Junior B Championship and Junior C fixtures taking place this weekend with five games taking place across both competitions. The Vista Med Junior B Football Championship Group 1 there are one game in that competition, and that is Shauna Heslands versus Alan Gales, and that takes place at 1.30 on Sunday afternoon in Balnamore, while Mohal face a visit to Drumkirin in Group 2 of that competition. Kiltubbert host Melvin Gales and Balnaglera and Drumahair, they will also do battle in Group 2 and 3 of that particular competition. Interesting to see how that goes. It's the first weekend of the Junior B Championship. It's so difficult to tell all second teams taking part in this at the moment. So it will come down to who's available, injury lists for senior and intermediate teams, and maybe who's available this weekend will play a huge part in those particular competitions. I'm not even going to try and call them because there is no form, there's no league table, and there's really very little to say what will happen in those particular games. One game in the Vista Med Junior C Football Championship in Group 1, Leitrim Gales host Havas on Sunday afternoon, all of those Sunday afternoon games at 1.30. Best of luck to everybody taking part in those. I know it can be a motley crew of abilities and fitness levels at times, so get out and enjoy the game, and if you win, congratulations. If you don't, there's always the next day out. Now, there is one new development in the Gaelic Games world in the county over the last couple of weeks. You will have noticed the absolutely fantastic productions from Pitchside at numerous senior football championship games over the last few weeks. And the, I suppose the brains or the technical brains behind all of this is the IT officer for Leitrim GA, Brendan Doyle. He joins me now to talk about the live streaming, what it's brought to the table, and I suppose a little bit of a background into the work that goes into that whole production on Saturday evenings over the last few weeks and into the future. Brendan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brefty, for having me on. No problem, Brendan. Brendan, I suppose, first of all, I have to congratulate you. It's absolutely phenomenal addition to the whole world of Gaelic Games here in the county. The production is is really, really good. Um, the commentary from John Lynch and Martin McGowan just gives that bit of an insight as well as watching the pictures live from Pitchside. Tell us a little bit about where the idea came from. Yeah, um, well, I tell you what, it's a whole new venture for us, as, and, and a lot of counties are finding this, but we were kind of jettisoned into this very rapidly a few weeks ago. And I should acknowledge, first of all, that RT and TG Cahar 
lessening or loosening on the contract on the commercial contract to allow counties to stream was the first move and we were, were delighted that that happened and we kind of started putting a team together we had the cameraman we knew we had John Lynch Martin McGowan as experienced commentators available to who are very two very knowledgeable male on Leitrim GEA and we just kind of needed um, the graphic side obviously was was something that had to be sorted out but also the connectivity side had to be sorted out so we identified Martin Costello um, who from AV Tech who has been excellent at assisting us in making all the connections and brings a world of very expensive gear to the to the to the whole game for us and gets us all connected up uh, I worked on the graphic side of it and I'm at the moment kind of producing the thing but running the graphic side of it as well I'm training in my young lad Con to get involved in the graphics so it takes some of the load off me because there's quite an extensive system there but it was a very exciting adventure and we're we're delighted with it we had um, an excellent first day out we put it the whole thing together in four days um, we discussed over the phone what we could do we never actually got to test it or try it we literally plugged it in literally about 25 minutes before we went live everything connected together and we went live from Ballinamore and we're very happy with that production um, and we have had a second broadcast last weekend we had a little gremlin in the system with some water on the audio and apologies for the sound there but otherwise we were happy enough and we're heading to Kinlaw tomorrow so we'll be broadcasting at seven o'clock tomorrow evening. Now the first two games have come it has given you that kind of familiarity how are you going to deal with Kinlaw because I, I don't even think there's a, a raised platform to watch the game from or to to put a camera on. The club have been brilliant. They are bringing in an open-sided lorry for us. So we're protected from the weathers and the little gremlins that got us last week. And we're going to be, power will be supplied. We have already been on site. Uh, Martin Costello was on site and he was doing a test. So we, we believe we have a very good signal. And uh, we have a backup service up there as well, should, should our main signal go down. We are at the mercy of... 4G signals or fibre signals in an area. So if we can get onto a fibre network in the locality, we're sound. Uh, but we are at the mercy of mobile phone masts as well. And that has kind of dictated the venues we have gone to. Um, Ballinamore was our first day out. In Ballinamore, we were sound there. And Joshambo, we were able to get um, a very good connection from it. But unfortunately, some of the other locations that we did look at, and there are some very juicy clashes we'd love to have been out to, but we did actually site surveys. We've surveyed quite a number of sites, uh, when I'm saying sites, fields, pitches, and the clubs mightn't even be aware of the fact that we were in, in just checking the signal in the area and just seeing was it viable or not. Because we, we, we're we trying to produce a quality product in full definition, high definition, that look good on the television. And um, we can really only achieve that if we have the proper signal. So that has been dictating quite a bit of our locations. Now, we talked about some of the personalities involved. Can you just run through us kind of the various people that are involved and in actually bringing this to our screens on a Saturday evening? Yeah, so everyone will be familiar with John Lynch and Martin McGowan. They're on audio. They're doing the commentary. Um, behind the scenes, um, running alongside them will be Brian Blake doing the camera work. Brian is doing a fantastic job with his camera work. He really has a, a great flow for the game and, and can do real tight close-ups and pull back. And he's actually doing the work of nearly two cameramen. He's, he's excellent. Um, and as I said, John and, and Martin have extensive knowledge of the GEA scene. They've been around for years and they're bringing, it's, it's almost like going down a road, a history road with them listening to their commentary as they tell you the ins and outs of certain players and Martin McGowan's experience of coaching many players along with John's knowledge of, of the clubs and the personnel involved. And then behind the scenes, um, a little bit, literally a step behind on, on another table will be Martin Costello, keeping an eye on all audio visual, video stuff. 
and making sure that everything is going out the way we want. And then I'm usually parked with two or three laptops in front of me trying to run the graphics system. Although, as I said, Khan is coming on board to help run the scoreboard system. And all that graphic stuff and all that has been devised in-house. And we're finding that it's a bit more personalized. And it's it's a it's a full production. Like there's there's a, quite a few hours go into um, actually running the show. So there'll be a lot of hours spent in the week leading up to it, getting the graphics ready. And then on the day, we could be there three, four hours before the actual event to actually make sure we have signals correct, we have audio checks done, video checks done, hope that the rain showers stay away, And um, although that shouldn't be an issue from here on in. And then we go live, and the show is averaging about an hour and 30 to an hour and 40 minutes. And we last week we introduced doing interviews pre-match pre interviews as part of the system. So what we're aiming to do is carry that in Kinlaw as well. So we'll be either doing live straight into, this, into the live stream or we will do a short pre-recorded pre video, depending on people's availability to us, and have that as part of the pre-match build-up as well. That's excellent. Of course, you mentioned time there, and time is money in today's world. How are you funding this, Brennan? What's, where's the, the cost been covered? Yeah, so this county board have been very good in that it, it was just seen primarily as a service to everybody out there who likes and follows Leitrim GEA and have been funding the first four rounds. We're doing four out of the five rounds where will we'll be done live stream. So we have the game tomorrow is in round four and we have another game to announce for next week in round five. So they're all free. They have all been channeled out on YouTube because um, we found it quite flexible. But we will be introducing a paywall system from the quarterfinal stages onwards. And in actual fact, we will be introducing um, a sneak preview of how the paywall system could work this weekend with our first this, the game this weekend and next weekend. As uh, the games are free, they're still free, but you can register your account now and get your account up and running on the system. Uh, so that will be easier for you when it comes to the paid games that you won't have to be fiddling about with login details and all the rest. You'll have all that done. And on the day then, you would just pay in for, um, for your, for your pay-per-view for the event or if you want to select from some of the other packages that we might offer as well. I suppose just to not, not scare people in terms of the actual end result, do you have any idea of what kind of price range we're looking at for pay-per-view? Yeah, at the moment we're looking at, um, we're considering five euros per game, um, but we're also looking at possibly day passes. So we may have to, we may be able to try and get out two events on a particular day, particularly around the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Um, an awful lot is dictated by location and when the CCC are heavily involved in, in, in linking in with us on this and they'll be deciding uh, in, at the end where everything is, where the games are played from or whatever. But, I mean, they are considering the fact that if this is a public service and that that's, with the way COVID situation is, you know, and the way the COVID is changing again on us, that has become more and more important to to get the footage out there, to get the live stream out there. There is a huge demand. We've had a, a large number of people viewing our, our footage since since it went out, and uh, the CCC are looking and considering um, you know other times that might traditionally not have been used for either the quarterfinals or the semifinals to allow double events to go out on a particular day. So you could be looking at possibly two events on a Saturday and two events on a Sunday. So we will get four of the eight quarterfinals out and then maybe something similar for the semifinals. We might be able to get all of the semifinals out. And we do need, you know, the public and the clubs to, to be aware of the fact that we're trying to facilitate them um, the clubs need to facilitate us in a sense in that be willing to to come on board and be available to play 
uh, maybe sometime like a Saturday afternoon rather than a traditional time of a Saturday evening. But it is to try and get that, to, to enable us to get the feed out to the supporters. That's the objective. And um, the county board will be charging roughly five or a game. But as I said, it could be a, a, a day pass or it could be a weekend pass. And we're also considering a season pass. We're nailing down all that in the next few weeks because up to this point in time, we were just getting our systems together to get out the free service and we're literally um, sorting out literally within the last 24 hours there's been various meetings happening to discuss what the possibilities are and, and to offer as good a package and as good a value a package as possible to the public but just to try and cover our costs behind the scenes as well. Yeah, know, when you can get my 70-plus-year-old mother to watch a live stream uh, from Drumshambo, you know there's something going right in terms of the quality of it because she barely go to a game. So the fact that she sat for an hour and watched it last week um, speaks volumes about the kind of audience this can help grow to games, particularly when people can't get to them. Just for clarity there, Brendan, you mentioned eight quarterfinals. Are we talking senior and intermediate championship that there'll be a selection oh, yes. of those? Yes, senior and intermediate. In fact, we aim to be moving to an intermediate game next weekend in round five. I would prefer not to reveal it just yet. It'll be announced Monday, Tuesday. Um, but we will be doing an intermediate game. And we, 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 we see both competitions just as important because we are aware that, that our clubs are represented across both senior and intermediate so some clubs don't have including my own club don't have a senior team it's intermediate it's their top team their main team so and and you know it's not quite 50 50 split but all your 23 24 clubs will have either a senior or an intermediate team out there and and we're we're acknowledging the fact that that the intermediate is just as important to us as the as the seniors as well so we will be looking to try and capture um, as many of the intermediate games as we can that quarter final semi and then looking on to the obviously the two finals then after that absolutely well listen the very best of luck tomorrow evening in Kinlaw with I'm sure what's going to be a challenge and from a connection point of view at least uh, game in uh, in Kinloch between Melvin Gales and Glencar Manor a good local derby to, to really stir the uh, the pot a little bit you like to pick those really nice tight local games <laughs> uh, for the for the controversy it causes as well there's no shortage yeah, of controversy it, last it's week been co- it's been coincidence but it's been brilliant because there's been th- there will be three local derbies at that stage so um yeah we're hoping it'll be um, a nice entertaining game and, and lots of uh, enjoyment for everyone and, and the whole the, the, just mind add that, that the package is bringing in you know with a ticker feed and all that sort of stuff happening during the game to try and bring in results from other locations as well as much as we can and we also go through what's happening during the week as well at the halftime breaks so where we have the underage fixtures are all showing up in the system and we're, we're looking at expanding all that as well and adding more into it so it's not just entertainment which we hope the game is next week it's more of a communication exercise as well as everything else to let people be aware of what underage games are happening during the week what the results were from previous weeks and and just it, it's the GEA community in Leitrim at large all on one screen at one time so that's that's the product that's what we're we're, we're striving to provide us in full definition and we hope people enjoy it just one final question before let's go brendan and that's in terms of moving forward depending i suppose on how the covid restrictions are if we're still which we could realistically be still at this 20 or 200 maximum per game is there any chance maybe the junior abc the ladies finals the hurling final could be part of this system 
they're not being ruled out. That's the way I put it to you. In fact, discussions were happening in within hours hours ago this morning um, as to looking to see where we can scope further down the field and what more of a service we can provide to others. Nothing has been nailed down, I might add, but it, they're not being ignored. And um, I'm, as a, kind of the production manager side of this, as I've taken on this hat upon myself, um, I'm looking to see where we can provide as good a service as possible to as many as possible. And you know, watch this space is what I'd say. Okay, well, listen, keep up the good work and the best of luck tomorrow evening. Appreciate it, Brattany. Thanks very much. There's a full round of fixtures in the Ladies Football Championships this weekend at senior level. That starts this evening in Drumshambo with the clash of St. Francis and Kiltubbard. Now, with the structure of the championship, the way it is, the top four sides all progressing to the quarterfinals. This has been seen as probably the biggest clash of the championship so far. The two teams that sit in fourth and fifth in the table at the moment, that line, both teams hoping to be the top side of that line, and that will be decided effectively this evening in Drumshambo. St. Francis, the home side, they host their near neighbours, Kiltubbard, in a game that will see probably who ends up top of that qualification line and who maybe has to deal with a relegation playoff now in my opinion this was the clash of the championship last year in the early stages when both these sides faced each other both sides have probably come back a little bit from where they were last year in terms of their performance and in terms of the availability of players through injury and other things it's going to be an interesting clash throws in this evening at 7 30 in Drumshambo. Two other games taking place at the regular time on Sunday morning at 11am and they are Balnamore, Shauna Heslins and Manor Hamilton at Glencar Manor visiting Balnamore and it's going to be a tasty clash. I can't wait for this particular game because at the moment two teams top of the table. Balnamore of course drew with St Joseph's last week and this is their chance to take a look at the other senior championship finalists from last year and really stake their claim to be considered part of that leading group of clubs in the county at the moment. That game in Balnamore at 11am on Sunday morning and at the same time St Bridget's who have been struggling at this level so far with two defeats in their opening two games they hosted county champions St Joseph's in what can only be said really is most likely to be a win based on form and the results so far for St Joseph's but St Bridget's a very young side uh, really coming to terms with the standard at this level and I think time will prove to be a big friend to them as they grow into that status as a senior club it's maybe a little bit too early in the development of the team just yet but don't be surprised they will pull off a shock I think in this year's championship and uh, it will be great to see them when that does indeed happen uh, but that they are the senior games down for decision this weekend now there are two top versus bottom clashes in the intermediate championship on Sunday the two sides with 100% win records face the two sides with 100% defeat records in the competition so no prizes for guessing who are the favourites going into these particular clashes. Drummer Hare host Anna Duff and Drummer Hare with one win out of one game and Anna Duff with a single defeat in their only game so far. They will do battle in that particular clash. Mohol visit Kieldergales and the Clungort-Letra amalgamation will be eager to get their first points at this level having won the junior championship last year. Mohol, who just missed out on the intermediate championship, will be looking to go one better this year and it's hard to look past the visitors 
for a, a nice local derby there, but uh, unlikely to be a good day for Kildra Gales in that particular clash. Mohol do look particularly strong at this level. And finally, in the junior championship in the ladies football, two games again this weekend. Glencar Manor B, they host Fianna St. Collins fresh after their victory last week at St. Francis, who themselves make the short journey across the lake to play drum care. And what that means in reality is Fianna St. Collins with one win from their opening game uh, they are currently second in the table from Kieran three points from their first two games and they host St Francis who have struggled at this level but as we heard from Emma Dunn last week on the show uh, delighted just to be able to field a team so credit to St Francis on that score they will be in action this week uh, against that drum Kieran side drum Kieran probably favourites to go ahead as a first team at least in this level and, uh, and win that game. Now, Glencar Manor have defied a lot of the expectations. They've played one game. There was a draw against from Kieran, and they face another first team in Fianna St. Collins this weekend, and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think Glencar Manor really, as a, as a B team, have a lot of young talent coming through, years and years and years of under-12 and under-14 championships across the county really coming into fruition now, and I've seen that junior side in action, and they really are exciting to watch for a bunch of young girls, effectively, all 15, 16, 17, and it's been interesting to see how they get on against another first team who have a little bit more bite in them maybe than Drum Kieran had on the opening day. But it is interesting. I think there's three teams in that championship that really can go far. The two first teams, Drum Kieran and Fina, currently both top of the table. But I think Glencar Manor uh, will surprise a couple of teams at that level. All in all, uh, good to see so many clubs with second teams and so many girls out playing football and enjoying what could possibly be uh, it's lovely weather on Sunday morning. I hope I haven't cursed for you now, girls. Uh, but listen, the very best of luck to everybody involved in the fixtures this weekend across the ladies' football competitions. Now, this weekend sees yet another restart. It's all we seem to be talking about on the show over the last few weeks as sports come back on stream. And it's the second of our national leagues to kick back into gear. It's the Women's National League, and of course it kicks off this weekend. And we have Leitrim representation starting tomorrow night in the clash between Peamount United and Tree United. I must say, the champions, Peamount United, I'm joined by a member of that championship winning team and also this year's squad, Dervila Byrne of Mohol. Dervila, welcome to back to the programme. Yep, thanks very much for having me, Brethren. Dervil, it's a big weekend. It's been a long layoff because you, unlike the men's league, your league never actually started back in March. It was pulled maybe a week or two before it was due to start. So it's been since last October since you kicked the ball in competitive anger. You must be absolutely itching to get back on the pitch. Yeah, it's been a long time now. I think the last competitive game we actually had was the final in the Viva, and obviously that finished in defeat for us. So it's been a long time now preparing to get ourselves back going again and obviously finishing up with a defeat like that we just wanted to right that wrong since then and then obviously the league was meant to start back in March and I think it was actually the the Thursday before the league was starting on the Saturday that everything was pulled so it's been a long time now and hopefully we'll get going now and get a good run of games now. In terms of the games obviously I saw a bit of your friendly a couple of weeks ago against Galway was live streamed um, about two or three weeks ago it must be nice to be back in that environment again and even back a little bit longer because you of course you will play in the UEFA Champions League this year so you you got back training when the men's teams came back a couple of weeks ahead of everybody else what's it been like being in that environment yeah it's been good now i think we've been back um since the end of june i think and it's been good to see the girls all again because obviously we've all been at home and 
we were doing like Zoom workouts and stuff, but it's not really the same. So it's nice to be back out on the pitch with everyone and just building that that bond again that you have on, on the pitch with your teammates. In terms of the squad this year, a couple of new additions into the team. I say new, more returning. Stephanie Roach back at her roots uh, with Piemont where she scored that wonder goal. Oh God, it must be six years ago, seven years ago now, but she's been around the world at this stage. She's come back in to add a little bit more firepower up front for you. Yeah, the squad is looking good now. Obviously, we won the league last year. Um, we had a great squad as well last year, but we've got three or four new signings in this year. And Stephanie Roach would be probably one of the household names that everyone would recognise. And it's great to even bring her in because she's so professional in the way she trains and she brings everyone up to her level with her. And it's just adds a different dimension to the team this year. In terms of the league, it's a bit of a new look league this year. Limerick, I suppose, gone but back again in the shape of Treaty United. Bowes and Athlone also joining the league. Kilkenny gone. It's moved from eight teams to nine. So in terms of the, the, the overall feel of the look, some new opposition for this season. Yeah, there's been a lot of reshuffling around the league this year and we'll just have to see how, how that goes. But I think there's new teams, yeah, but it's probably, it's really going to be all the same players. You kind of know everyone at this stage. It's a small league. You've played against everyone before and then players that are on the new teams, they've kind of all been around already and they've played with teams a few years ago and played with, they would have played with Kenny last year as well. So you kind of have a fair idea of who you're come up, coming up against every week. In terms of the actual season, though, last year it came down to the wire between yourselves and Shelburne. Wexford, who you didn't quite mention, but they were the other side in that cup final that unfortunately ended in defeat. Although a great game for the neutral to watch, maybe not so great from your point of view. In terms of, though, they were the teams that have been there thereabouts for the last maybe five, six years at this level. Can you see anyone else coming to challenge the three of you as the, the top three sides in the league? Yeah, it's a very competitive league and it has been, I'd say if you look back at the league table for the last couple of results, there's only ever been a couple of points between the top the, the top few teams. So it's very hard to call. Obviously Galway are, are up there as well. They're they're a great team. And then you have the likes of Cork and DLR, they're all pushing to to compete every year. So it's it's hard to call, yeah, but I think it's it's gonna be an exciting few weeks, all right. Now, in your time, you've played for a couple of clubs up there. You started out with Shells, you went to UCD, now you're at Piemont. In terms of, I suppose, locally, at Lone Town entered up, there's a few girls who aren't a million miles from you, maybe the Sligo side and the Cavan side, playing with Athlone. Was it ever a thought in your mind to, to maybe leave the Peas and leave that European football, or was that always just too attractive to continue to, to play? I suppose being based in Dublin helps. I don't think so, no. I'm up in Dublin now the last, the last couple of years, so... Um... But it's great to see that there's a team down this side of the country because it's something that I obviously didn't have when I was younger. So I think the the two Bradys from Cavan, they're up, they're playing with Atlone now as well, and like you said, a couple of others from around the area. So it's great for them to have that that out, outlet. They're not having to to travel the country to play a bit of football. Yeah, now in terms of your own performance, obviously you've been keeping yourself a little bit busy and a little bit distracted by playing football with Mohull as well. Obviously your brother making headlines for the men's side in Mohull. Uh, you'd be a fairly important player in that Mohull women's team. How much is Gaelic football going to figure in your plans going forward or is it really about the soccer from here on in, especially with the Champions League coming in just a couple of weeks' time? <laughs> yeah, it can be hard at times now to fit it all in. So um, yeah, I'll just do my best to try and balance it out that I'm not overworking myself either so we just have to take each week as it comes and see how it goes In terms of the, the season ahead what's the your own personal goals I suppose obviously win the league you're looking maybe to do the double is that a realistic goal at this point of the season? I don't know now it's it's a long way off yet we'll try and just take every game as it comes and see how we get on obviously you want to win every game you play so we just have to keep optimistic and confident and try and do our talking on the pitch 
Well, listen, the very best luck to you this weekend. You face Treaty United at home in your first game. That obviously is the former Limerick FC who have kind of gone into administration and come back out of it as Treaty United. So um, their first game competitively, your first game as champions. And uh, so congratulations to you again on that victory. The best of luck. We'll probably catch up with you maybe around the Champions League uh, games as well when that draw takes place and when that those fixtures are set. So uh, the very, very best of luck to you this weekend, Dervla. Thanks very much. And of course, Dervilus Piemont, as we heard in that interview, are taking part in their first game of the season. 6.30 tomorrow kickoff in Green Oak in Piemont United. And they host Treaty United from Limerick in their first clash uh, at this level. I suppose Limerick FC have gone out into receivership and have gone out of the game, but they've been replaced by Treaty United. It's effectively the same thing in a different clothing and a different club format because of the financial history of Limerick FC down there in Limerick. In the men's side of things, we have local games at home although unfortunately at this stage you won't be able to get to them unless you're already a season ticket holder of either club Sligo Rovers they kick off at 5pm tomorrow in the showgrounds against Shelburne fresh from their victory over Derry City last week which shocked I think everybody involved in the SCRtricity League for Sligo who were many tipped for a relegation struggle against Derry who many tipped to be in Europe or to qualify for Europe out of this year's campaign a good 2-0 victory for Sligo Rovers last week they've also signed some Lithuanian Lithuanian talent during the week uh, I'm not going to even chance his name but he joins the squad this week should he get his international clearance in time that game 5pm tomorrow Saturday live on watchloi.ie 5 euros for the game or 55 euros for the year well worth investing in that season pass if you are a soccer fan I've watched most of the games so far over the last few weeks and the production quality no, no more than talking to Brendan Doyle about the Leitrim GA production quality this is top, top class with RTE commentators on every single game. Longford Town also in action. Their game kicks off at 7.30 tomorrow evening on Saturday at home to Athlone. El Clasico, as they call it, or, well, it's the Midlands El Clasico here in uh, in Ireland. Athlone Town versus Longford Town. A big crunch game. They've had two bad results this week. An away draw at UCD last week and defeat during the week as well won't have gone down well with the Longford Town faithful and they'll be hoping to to go one better maybe get their promotion push and their title challenge back on track with a victory over Athlone this weekend that game is on the new streaming service LTFC plus which is from the club now I know they had teething problems with it last week hopefully they get that ironed out again today for this weekend's game because it would be great to be able to watch those games as well if you are lucky enough to be in possession of a ticket to a match this weekend and you get along do enjoy the game and we look forward to chatting to many many more of our players up and down the county over the next couple of days we'll bring that all to you on monday show Uh, it's been a little bit of a different show this week we just wanted to give you a bit of an insight behind the scenes of how gaelic games works in the county i hope you got a good idea into that i hope you get a chance to go to the game or watch the game on the streaming service we'll be back to you over the weekend on twitter and youtube with our videos but also back on monday on the show we will talk to you then